0: This episode of the No Huddle Show is being brought to you by Chevrolet Cadillac of Turnersville, a Penske automotive dealer. Visit today at the Route 42 location in Turnersville, New Jersey, or online at ChevroletOfTurnersville.com and CadillacOfTurnersville.com.
1: What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, NJ.com, here at Lincoln Financial Field with Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show post-game podcast podcast. It's finally going to be a positive one for the first time in what feels like, since Nam, really. Uh, the the Eagles won twenty five to twenty two. They all the things that they there's a lot of things they've been struggling with that they did again, but they were able to come back this game. They haven't been shown really a capability of doing that. They closed out at the end. They ran the ball. They won twenty five to twenty two. They're back in the mix. They're a game out, and they have two NFC East games coming up these next two weeks. We're pretty much going to find out if they're maybe not going to win the division, but if they're a legit threat to.
0: Yeah, I think. This looked like a, cole- a colossal collective failure. Colossal collective, I like Yeah, sounds, you like that. Sounds like
1: a like a band or of some sort. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's a it's a hair band from the eighties. <laughs> uh, this was a mess in the first quarter and a half. Like to, and that's putting it lightly.
1: I mean, we pretty much called the season at the. Everybody kind of did. Like yeah. they looked really bad.
0: It, it looked really bad. It was actually one of their worst starts of the season, and then, you know, it just kind of clicked. There was at one point. I, I tweeted out that, like, this is no... In in, this, in the middle of the second half is when... The, or the second quarter is when the Eagles typically catch fire for, like, a couple of minutes. Uh, they produced a field goal, uh, which was kind of questionable to go, you know, it was fourth and three at the, I believe, the Giants' 24-yard line. They could have gone for it. They were down 9 nothing Or 12 nothing. excuse me. Um, and I, I just thought... Like, maybe they should should have been a little bit more, um, you know, they should have gone for the gamble, I thought, early on, but it turned out that it actually worked out. Oh, you're
1: talking about when he didn't go for it on fourth and three? Right, right. He still should have went for it, whether or not it worked out or not.
0: Right. Well, that said, um, you know, Jake Elliott makes the field goal. It comes off of a big gain from Corey Clement, who actually looked great for the first time this season. I mean,
1: Josh Adams is the bigger
0: Right, he and is. We'll get story
1: to of that, but yeah, we'll talk yeah, about him a lot. Yeah, yeah, we're
0: going to talk about him a lot. Um, but yeah, you're right. Corey Clement's best
1: games out. is a Super Bowl, really.
0: Right, and so you think that they're about to build some momentum. The Giants go back down, and score a touchdown. So it's nineteen to three. It's a sixteen point hole. You're like, well, can the Eagles come back from this? Carson Wentz orchestrates a terrific drive, throws a touchdown pass to Zach Ertz. You're feeling some momentum. But the momentum really didn't turn around until what Malcolm Jenkins did on the follow-up drive, the last drive of the second ha- of the second quarter. Uh, Jenkins had a forced fumble that went out of bounds, and he he was frustrated with himself that he that he didn't force the fumble while everybody was in bounds and could have gotten the ball back. Two plays later, he picks off Eli Manning uh, towards I think it was the two-yard line. Yeah, it
1: was like right in the middle of the field, and uh, I mean it's we've talked about there a lot. Inability to force turnovers the season. Now that, that was the team's first since the last Giants game when Camu uh, Gruger Hill had an interception on Eli, and that was Jenkins's first in almost exactly a year. He got his last interception uh, against the Bears last year on the on the 26th, I believe. So it's kind of crazy, but I mean that pretty clearly. You went you went to the locker room. They were feeling a little better about themselves. They came out. I think they outscored the Giants 14 to three in the second half. And that was largely because they were running the ball. Like, they they committed to running the ball. It wasn't just – this was the first game of the season they had more uh, rushing attempts than pass attempts. It was uh, 29 to 28. And Josh Adams, I mean, we, we can get into the specifics in a bit, but he had 22 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He he had one, on the first drive, actually, he had a 51-yard touchdown run called back by a holding call. And after that, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, they might not get that chance again. Yeah, you
0: can't always take advantage of (laughs) those opportunities, I guess. Jason Kelsey had the holding call. But yeah, Malcolm Jenkins allowed this team to go into halftime with the momentum. He took away points from the Giants. And really, the Giants never bounced back from that. It, It really was a case of... Jenkins providing that one spark to just ignite the the flame for this team and I think maybe you can take this away is is like the first of many. I mean, we haven't seen the Eagles win two straight games, but it does feel like they have a lot of momentum heading into week 13.
1: I will say you definitely leave feeling better than you did a week ago, but they also came out flat against a bad Giants team. They didn't look very good for the entire first half, really. The end of the first half, they picked it up. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz was good. He completed most of his passes. He wasn't amazing. I mean, uh, he, he, he was good at the—he was clutch, which the biggest question mark he's had was that he wasn't clutch. The Eagles committed to the running game. If they do that the rest of the way, and Josh Adams is as good as he looks, you can feel good about themselves. But, as I've said, until they show us that they can win two games in a row and they can put together two straight weeks of good performances. I mean, the Redskins are banged up. Uh, they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable. The Eagles should be taking advantage of that next week. But I, I still think there's it, it's not 100% in the clear after this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, think I mean, they
1: killed the Giants the last time they won, and th- th- look what happened after that.
0: I think there's room to still kind of have that negative feeling, right? Because it's not... It wasn't like a miraculous, like hey, they beat the bricks off these bros. I mean,
1: uh, I mean, yeah, and you have to factor in the Giants had some strange play-calling tendencies in that second half. Everybody, they didn't give the ball to Saquon Barkley. I mean,
0: they lost Evan Ingram like before, they lost Ang- before yeah. the game. Like, Rhett
1: Ellison looked like the next coming of uh, yeah, Tony Gonzalez in the first half. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, so, again, this is one where you kind of feel like, meh. I mean, a I win. Think,
1: they need they need wins, and wins are wins to them.
0: Right, wins are wins to them. I think from an outside perspective, us we're going to be a little bit more guarded because we've seen this before. Um, but for the team, it, you know, hopefully this is something they can build on. I think I saw a quote from somebody that said Doug Peterson said that the Eagles were jazzed after they won that game. He did say that, yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: That's and a, he also a threw term. a couple trust the processes at uh in his press conference. He said that was his message to the team last night, which is a nice shout out to Sixers fans, which they've been saying for years. I had one guy tweet at me that Sam Hinkie saved the Eagles, which is a pretty great tweet. Hey, <laughs> you know,
0: look, it's a it's a group effort. It takes a village, which I've heard the term used. That term used football likes, coaches
1: say that a million times. But I
0: feel like I well, because we're expecting a baby in January. We are. Well, not, no. Mike, you didn't tell me. Oh, whoa, whoops. <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to talking about my wife like that. So anyway, anyway, my wife and I are expecting in January, anyway. and I have heard it takes a village at least 12 times in the last like
1: if one more person says that to me, right. I swear. To... But in this
0: case, I mean, it's true. It took the entire group to kind of spearhead this win. Now, the Eagles still need a convincing win if they come in yeah, here. Yeah, they haven't had one this year. You know, this is their only back-to-back homestand where next week they play the Redskins in prime time. The Redskins are reeling. You need to come into this game. Hit them beat,
1: in the mouth. Yeah. Beat
0: the bricks. Like, this has to be, like, you remember when um, there was that game with Michael Vick, I think it was week one, where, like, or, or maybe it was week two, where they just threw it. Against the Redskins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Where they just.
1: Yeah, that was the game he on. had. He, like, had a ridiculous stat line or whatever, right? Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. He, he had a perfect game. He yeah. threw to Deshaun on the first I mean, Carson uh, can it. use
1: that as much as anybody. He has he needs, like, his dominant game.
0: Right, and I think when you look at guys like Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey, their box scores aren't, like, going to blow you away. But some of the plays they made in that game, those two guys are not yak receivers. And they were able to, you know, fight for extra yardage. It looked like there was urgency here. Like, that, I think, is the biggest takeaway from this game is that
1: in the second half, at least, yeah,
0: guys were fighting guys were fighting guys wanted to win guys wanted to prolong this season i thought the offensive line really settled in towards the the middle of the third quarter when they were running the ball just consistent consistently josh adams to me is the find of for for the offense of this season for the eagles and you and i have been beating this drum i mean we'll talk about it more when we do position by position break- breakdowns but josh adams is the story here like, let's
1: let's let's jump into that let's talk about the running backs uh, I mean, that he had that play where that was called back. It pretty clearly was a hold. Like, he probably wouldn't have gotten that if Kelsey didn't hold that guy. But he, he showed some bursts, and that's the biggest surprise. I think he's faster than any of us realized. And uh, he, like, got banged up a little bit, and he came out. He was didn't in the middle of He he came, He wound up coming back. He didn't really play that much the rest of the half. Clement started getting more carries, and he maybe started, oh, dang, are they going to get away from giving him the ball again? And then the second half, they – I mean, they are those last couple drives I kind of want to pull it up right here like the amount of carries he had at the end like he he's he's the Garrett Blunt. like this is what we talked about like he's right. the, he's your clock drainer he's your you know we if we need a big play we go to him i mean okay like on on the the scoring drive where they took the initial lead 22 to 19 where he had a touchdown the drive started with let's see it started with Josh Adams running it they went to Clement and Adams on every play of the drive, and it was a seven-play drive. And Adams had, I believe, five carries for 30 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Like that was when it's clear was well, clearly Doug like changed his mindset. It was, all right. Josh Adams is working better than the passing game is. So and he goes, has for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he has. And but Adams didn't have more than 10 carries. He had 22 today. And uh, and then on that last drive, let's see, Adams ran it four, five. Five times in. 10 plays, half the play, oh, well, I, I, I guess five and nine plays, and they got a field goal out of it that won the game.
0: He's the closer. He's the closer. That's the guy that they've needed. They were able to close out this game and score that final field goal because they rode Josh Adams. We talked about it in the press box. This is what they need to do. You can't just survive by throwing the ball 40 times a game. Carson Wentz, as great as he is, has shown that he is not going to carry this team on his back in certain situations. That's fine. You can still be a great quarterback by not having to just throw your entire talent weight at, at another team. Not everyone can do that. They needed a compliment for the passing game. Josh Adams is that guy, but the guy I really want to talk about is Corey Clement. Corey Clement is a guy who brings a lot of energy to this offense. He's a very confident guy really good pass catcher. He was supposed to be the guy that allowed the Eagles to forget about Sproles when Sproles went down with that hamstring injury in week 1 and it never happened. Now I think you have this guy who can be a change of pace back. If if the two of them are playing the way that they are long term, I think um I think this running back group is really strong. And I think the Eagles are in a really good place moving forward. If the, if they can start out the way that they did in the second half against the Redskins. The Redskins are in trouble, and so is Dallas, frankly.
1: Yeah, I mean, Clement, we've we've talked quite a bit about how he was somewhat of a disappointment, the way they used him and the way he was performing. I mean, he had a couple catches. He had that 32-yard run, which is the longest run they've had this season now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like you said, I mean, it makes you think, like, you have Adams and Clement for the future now. And maybe you add in a rookie in the draft, or you sign a guy who can be another change of pace, like a, a speed guy or, or or short, like something like we've talked about. That you have the three different kinds, and I think you feel, especially with Josh Adams being like an RB one, like he legit looks like you can build the offense around him almost. He, he looks like he's gotten Josh. better as a pass catcher, like and that was he's he's pretty decent in uh, protection, which is impressive for an undrafted rookie. Like it's just one of those things, like. One of those what-ifs, like, what if somebody claimed him when they cut him? Like, <laughs> Right. Like, yeah, they, they wouldn't be right. where they are right now without him. Like, that he's legit been their offensive MVP, at least this week he was.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, it speaks a lot to Wendell Smallwood. He's gone from being a guy that they relied on quite heavily to not getting a snap. Or not getting a carry in this game. And
1: Yeah, he's... I mean, it just makes... I know he, they were still trying to get Adams ready, but, like, it just makes... It just shines a light on the fact that they rode the Wendell Smallwood train a little too long.
0: I mean... Yes. Yes. That's accurate. (laughs) All right. We can move on from running backs. I want to get to the tight tight ends. ends.
1: All right. So, another one of the other, beyond the Golden Tate stuff, which we'll get into, one of the big things was like they weren't getting Golden Tate the ball. They weren't getting Dallas Goddard the ball. I think he had one, I don't even know if he had a, he had one catch in the last like three weeks before today. And they targeted him pretty quickly. He had a couple of good plays. He was getting yards after the catch. Three, three catches on four targets for 33 yards. I mean, he, he just adds another dimension to this offense. And Doug admitted to the media this week. That like we we just I mean, they've said it all year, so we were like, Alright, we'll believe it when we when we see it. Like they, they finally started playing him more. they play with twelve personnel a lot and they just weren't targeting him and it, it opens things up for Zach Ertz. It makes things easier, you know, it makes Nelson Aguilar able to make the play that he made later in the game. And I just think he just had like you drafted that guy in the second round, you traded it up to get him for like games like this, and they, they finally used him. And I mean it's not doesn't like jump off the statue, but he's a presence.
0: So there was a key two game sequence, he- Sorry, not two-game, two-play sequence in in this game that I thought was a... What? Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, There was a key sequence in the... uh, I believe it was the third quarter of the game where the Giants sent um, Alec Ogletree on a blitz and... Goddard completely missed the blitz pickup, and Ertz was sacked. Ertz was was sacked. (laughs) Dude, this cold is killing me. Um, Wentz was sacked. The very next play, Wentz went immediately to Goddard on a passing play, and Goddard made a very impressive one-handed catch. I spoke to Wentz after the game and asked him, you know, how important is it that these guys are stepping up and forgetting – bad plays and then moving on and having good ones. And he said just overall these rookies and Goddard especially are are able to really kind of compartmentalize mistakes and then achieve success after that. And that's like a big plus for this team moving forward because they know they can rely on guys because they won't be shell-shocked by their mistakes. And I think that's a big deal for, for Goddard, especially just because they did invest a high pick on him and Zach Ertz playing so well at the tight end position. I think tight end's the strength of this offense by a pretty large margin. Might even be
1: the strength of this team, honestly. Like, it might be the most talented position right. they have. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, when you factor in the injuries, absolutely. And then... You know, from there, you look at the wide receivers. They didn't really spread the ball around wide receivers all that frequently. Um, so they ran
1: the ball more. It was like more right. of a power attack today, when that includes going to the tight ends. Yeah.
0: Which we've been saying, yeah. you know, twelve personnel, uh, running the ball out of twelve personnel and passing to tight ends is the key to winning for the Eagles. Um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, they were targeted quite frequently. But Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar combined for one catch for 12 yards. Now the on one two catch, the Nelson Aguilar was had, maybe the most important one of the game. Right. Doug
1: went for on fourth down. They were they were like in the f- 30s or 40s. I forget exactly. And that they got it. That was that the one. Yeah, that led to the field goal, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. It led to the field goal. But let's talk about Golden Tate a little bit. Sure. So the big storyline, one of the many big storylines this week, was you know Mike Gross comments about how we're we're struggling to. You, it was it was almost like we're struggling to integrate him into the offense. It was almost like he saw the reaction to it, and they decided to like immediately go after Golden Tate to the point where like the plays like weren't good play calls. Like it was third and long, and they did a screen pass to Golden Tate, like and he had nowhere to go. They targeted him eight times total, which tied for Zach Ertz leading the team. None of them were very impactful. He had a really good catch, uh, that wasn't very well thrown ball from Carson Wentz. Uh, I think it was like for twelve yards. Yeah. yeah uh, but to he also out. had a drop, and he. Also, kind of fumbled a punt return, but it it didn't wind up hurting them. But he didn't really make an impact on this game.
0: Yeah, I think you know it's it's interesting. They very clearly needed a deep threat, and they thought since they couldn't find value for the deep threat on the trade deadline at the trade deadline that a that a sturdy catch everything yards after the catch guy was necessary. Clearly not. He has not impacted the offense one bit.
1: There's still time, but. Right now, I would say the trade was a mistake, if we're grading oh, it right now.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, well, you...
1: Maybe the play, the playoffs would be where you, like, you, it pays dividends, dividends in theory. But you got to get to the playoffs. But you got to get to the playoffs. And he's not someone who's really proven that he's going to be helping them do that. He's been a non-factor, and yeah. I think... And he's affected Nelson Aguilar.
0: Right. And I think they forced the ball to him a little bit. Yeah, like, that, exactly. Somebody turned to somebody, It was like
1: a response to everything they had said this week.
0: Right. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, he was the most targeted guy. He was the most... He had the most catches against New Orleans. Well, yeah, that was in garbage time. And then they go out here, and it's like they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. Like they really, they'd rather see Golden Tate do well than their team do well. It's it's. It's like trying
1: to prove their point about the trade or something. Right, and
0: I look just because you get him involved quite uh, quite often doesn't mean you're using him properly. Yeah. Let's let's like let's. The narrative is that he does not have a place in the offense. Cool. He's catching a lot of passes, but what is he actually doing for the offense? And I think that's the thing that we need to be talking about. It's just not – he just – it hasn't been a good look, and I agree with you. it was It's not looking like a good trade. Now let's talk about the offensive line. First half, not so great. Uh, Here, I'll, see, I'll pull
1: – I think most of this came in the first half, but the Giants had three sacks. One, two, three. Four, five, six uh, quarterback hits. Yeah,
0: and a lot of that came in the first half.
1: And, like, um, he was getting rushed, and there were sometimes where he was holding on to the ball too long. Sometimes sure. guys weren't open. But, yeah, it, it wasn't. It didn't look good.
0: Yeah, and so I think they eventually settled down once Brandon Brooks got back in the game.
1: And once the running, rushing attack started working.
0: Right. That's the thing. That shows you what the running game can do, not only for the running backs and the passing game, but just the overall offensive line. I spoke to Lane Johnson after the game. He said that it felt like it was the first time they actually did what they talk about during the week. That's kind of alarming, but when you put it all together, look at the success they're having. And I think if they can come out and run the ball over a depleted Redskins defense, that's going to help them moving forward. I know we keep talking about looking ahead and stuff like that, but the perspective of this win is... How can a win like this carry over do, to the next game? Because, really, this game was kind of meh. I mean, yeah, it was a great comeback. It was I mean, they all- still
1: only scored. I mean, 25 is the best. they've. It's the only second time they've scored more than 24, and it, both have been against the Giants. Right. Yeah, they have to play well against somebody that's not named the New York Giants is right. what it comes down to. C- correct. And I think. <laughs> and they won't play them anymore, so. <laughs> right. I,
0: I think this is a big opportunity coming into week 13 to really establish yourself. You need to win the back-to-back games. Now they're 3-3 three three at home. You know, it's this is the final stretch. It's the final countdown. To the final
1: experience. countdown. Exactly, you know what
0: I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> see, he knows that song, but he hasn't seen the movie Tombstone. Make sure that you, you uh, critique him in the comments section for not uh, seeing Tombstone. Um, Moving on from that, the defensive line, they were able to get pressure towards the start of the, the second half. Uh, Michael Bennett, what a trade that was. That is like the it, one... It looks
1: better and better each week.
0: Yeah, he's the one guy that they really acquired, non-draft-wise, that yeah. he, he has went, worked out. He
1: went uh, he went down in the first half, and you started getting a little worried, because they don't really have the depth there that they used to. Right. He ended up coming back. He had a sack this game. Fletcher Cox had three quarterback hits. He was wrecking havoc. Chris Long had a sack. They're pressuring Elon Manning quite a bit, which is kind of their goal coming into this game. Right. Jim Schwartz a bit. I mean, I, I thought maybe they would, they didn't blitz quite as much as I thought they would, but they the defensive line, like, the back end needed that. Like, you weren't. no matter what happened this game, you weren't going to blame the cornerbacks because these are guys that have no business playing in this game. Certainly. And they, I think because you, you saw them getting more comfortable in the second half, and they played pretty well relative to expectations, especially LeBlanc. Uh once the defensive line started, like, getting into their groove. And I, th- I think it all starts there, and maybe they haven't received the criticism they deserve this season. But Tim Jernigan, he, he, I don't know how many snaps he played. It was probably in the on the low end, but he was involved in the, on the very first play. There was a tackle for loss, and he was a big part of it.
0: Yeah, I think Tim Jernigan is a guy who – it's not just about what's, what he brings to the box score. And it's his presence, mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to be, like, that, you know, guy that speaks in uh, – Coach speak. Yeah, coach speak, but, like – it's very clear he's a guy that's thought of very highly in that locker room. He's a guy... I saw him getting hyped on the sideline, and he, oh, yeah. he looked like Brian Dawkins talking to himself and getting hyped. Him uh, hey, man, Michael like,
1: Bennett were feeling it today. They were, yeah. like, dancing and stuff, yeah.
0: Well, and I think those are two guys that the the line can feed off of with the energy boost, because all the other guys are pretty, like, you know, steady dudes. They, they just really don't bring a lot of energy, and I think... Uh, It helped Brandon Graham towards the end of the second half. I talked to Jernigan after the game. He said that his knee, or his ankle and his back that were injured last season and and earlier this offseason, he said that he was feeling great. He's happy to be out there with his teammates. So, overall, I think uh, this was a good first effort from Jernigan. Um, You look at the linebackers, yikes for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, Kamu... had some pretty decent plays. Yeah, he made thought, some... He
1: had two tackles for loss, but yeah, the... I mean, Red, Red Ellison got what he got because of the linebackers. Right,
0: yeah, 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 He did well. Um, I thought Saquon did really good as a receiver as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, when they were throwing it to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first and, half he was... I thought he was going to get 300 yards this game. Like, he was destroying them. Yeah,
0: he was killing them. And then you look at the corners, like you said. I, I,
1: think, I think you have to do it on a curve, I think. this is like It has to be relative next week. I, like I, I
0: give them a D because I can't give them a curve on the great Yeah, yeah, know.
1: but like... But, just like in reaction to it, like the first half they were bad. Like there's no they question about it. Shannon Sullivan was getting targeted. He wound up getting hurt. Yeah. Um, I don't can't remember. We can't remember if he went back in the game. I don't think he did. I don't even think they announced the injury. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that shows you what they think about him. But like, tough day for. I mean, for him to like, it's his first ever start. Yeah. He, was, like he had to go against Beckham, and I don't. He, he gave up a lot of stuff, and then he got hurt. Bosby but, had the. You know, Bos- yeah. Bosby got beat a couple times. All three of them had struggled. To, they in particular had trouble tackling, but the corners, besides Jalen Mills, have been bad at tackling this season yeah, for the I, most if, part.
0: If anything, this shows you how important Jalen yeah. Mills is.
1: Well, and then LeBlanc for his credit, he made a great one of the most important plays of the game. You, mm-hmm. who, I mean, it's you could debate if whether it was interference or not. I, it didn't. I didn't really think it was. I thought based it was going on how for the they ball. were calling the game, I didn't think. It yeah. Was but he was he was one on one with Odell Beckham. Like it's a scary thought that they ha- let that happen anyway. One on one, the Giants were at like the eleven yard line. Eli targeted him, of course, and LeBlanc made a great play on the ball. Whether it was interference or not, like you you get inter- like you don't let Beckham get the touchdown. So it's a good play even if it was interference.
0: Yeah, they know called like five or six. push Yeah, so
1: for game. LeBlanc to be in that situation, he had and he clearly had some confidence to him. He had some great quotes after. He's like. Odell's always calling for flags and he's like I, I ain't scared of no man yeah, like he, he's he's a guy that the city of philly's gonna like if he becomes a player for them yeah
0: he said I put my pants on the same way yeah he yeah. does I thought that was great <laughs> um yeah.
1: but yeah I mean if if those guys can be average then their defense will be fine
0: well I think Jalen Mills is Jalen Mills if he come he should be coming he, back soon he, he might be back next week um it's looking more
1: likely. The Redskins Just, have pretty bad receiving group, but yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I, I yeah, think, yeah, I, think it's, I think
0: the run defense shows you how important Jalen Mills is to that because he is a very good run defender and he's gritty and all those other coach terms. Let's talk about safety. Uh, Corey Graham was his normal disaster.
1: <laughs> he um, got hurt at one point. I think he then he yeah. went right. Ramp- DeAndre Hall got it. We all kind of uh, joked because he had they got him and it felt like he didn't exist. He played one play. They pulled him out. I told I turned to somebody. I'm like, I'm gonna write an oral history about that play. Yeah, you <laughs> he didn't. Nothing happened with him. I think yeah. he was like around the ball actually, yeah. but but yeah, Corey Graham was. It was a no red z- zone play too? Yeah, yeah. 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 Corey Graham is no business starting in the NFL. That's just the reality. Maybe not even playing in the NFL at this point. But Malcolm, like, I mean, he he. Said he what a, he, he, he said. A, what he said this week, and he backed up his words with action. Like he, for what he said this week, you know, clearly he rubbed some people the wrong way. I think, uh, th- I think they they lashed it out. I'm sure uh, set Doug talked about how the leaders all met on Saturday. I don't think anybody holds ill will in this locker room. They 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 have good heads on their shoulders. I don't think even with those comments, I don't think anybody was concerned about the direction necessarily. Maybe if tonight had gone differently, it would have. But like he's the leader. He went. He almost made a forced fumble. He got the interception, and in the end, that. You know, it's plays like like plays like that, or like you look back at the Minnesota Vikings NFC Championship, like the Patrick Robinson's pick six. I know they blew them out, but you know, maybe it goes a, a lot differently if that doesn't happen. Like turnovers make a huge deal, especially if it leads to something.
0: Yeah, and I think he's a guy that the secondary had to feed off of, they had to listen to because they were so inexperienced, and he's been the lone constant there. He's the lone remaining Week One starter, um, and frankly, I think he's the best defensive player on this team at this point i mean fletcher's been terrific but he's also hasn't been fletcher of old i think you could say goodbye to that uh defensive player of the year award yeah yeah that was uh um, that's a
1: that's a pipe dream i mean jenkins he had played slot cornerback quite a bit tonight mm-hmm, like that yeah. we've talked we we haven't talked about as much because he's had to stick to safety in recent weeks but this is a dude who will play linebacker will play safety he'll play slot cornerback and and doesn't miss a beat and he doesn't get enough credit for all the things he does for this defense. Yeah, I
0: mean he's a Swiss Army knife when it comes to this defense, and I think every, literally every position group, whether it was offense or defense, said something about Jenkins' interception. So
1: <laughs> dying over there. <coughs>
0: <coughs> Sorry, you guys have to hear that. Um, if
1: they make it to the playoffs, you might you might not make it that long. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what the diagnosis is. But, uh,
0: you know. Somebody who we have to really talk about, and I know you're planning on featuring him soon, is Jake Elliott. Yes. who is he's back. He is back. Um, he's a guy that I think uh, they needed to get back, as it were. Like he's he's put uh, together a string of pretty good games, looking pretty good. What do you got? What do you got? What's well,
1: that? So well, he didn't attempt any field goals against the Saints, obviously. Right. But so, excluding the Saints game, over his last. Against technically over the last four games, he's six of six on field goals, and he made a game winner today.
0: Is that including the Giants game?
1: Not. It's not including. I. I yeah. I added the Giants oh, game. Okay. In. Yeah. So he's six of six. He made. What was his long tonight? Don't remember what his long was. It, I don't. I don't. I don't know if any of his kicks were that long. But the point being, he made the clutch field goals. The forty-three like, yarder. His big thing last year was how cl- he mean, He made the sixty-one yarder last year. Yeah. He said he even admitted like. He thought about it on when the initial draft was coming. He's like, it's kind of funny how it's coming down to the same thing again. Uh, this one was a little closer for him. The Eagles like they worked the clock, they rushed the ball, they gave him position. He made it. Like it, he's it giant seems like killer. it seems like he's calmed down because he earlier this year he was missing field goals he was making last year, New mostly course. longer ones. He hasn't been as good from long range. He hasn't had to do that as much recently. I think he made a 40-something a couple weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, he's he's been stellar. And then I mean, your boy Cameron Johnson.
0: Oh man. Yeah, he's
1: pinning them back. Average fifty yards a punt, two inside the twenty. Like we, we talked a lot about how he gets it in the twenty, but maybe it's not placed very well. Yeah. It, it was today, and there was one that was like if the guy had got there a little quicker, it would have yeah, like downed the Clement one. But that one was a tough one. Angle. Yeah, but uh, I mean you have to you, you can't be mad about either of them. And Corey Clement had a a good, re- I think he had one good return, right? Yeah, twenty six yards. Yeah, so. I mean, Golden oh. Tate had that that mishap on punts, and, and maybe Terrence Sproles will exist again this season. I don't know. We we don't. We both aren't confident in that. Uh, I don't if he know. He returns against Washington. Like do, do they keep using Golden Tate back there? You think?
0: No, not. If, I mean, if Sproles returns, I mean, not, I'm, I'm
1: removing Sproles. Who else I mean, are going to put back? Yeah, there? true. Like Clement. I don't know.
0: LeBlanc. I don't know. Um, you know, I I think overall this team has to feel good about where it is, where it is right now. Um, how do you feel about the was- going into the Washington game? I mean, we'll get more into it during the week, but how do you
1: feel? It's it's like such a weird game to like look at because on the one hand, Eagles coming off a win, Redskins completely banged up. Uh, they, their game didn't wind up being particularly close against the Cowboys, right?
0: What, which which the, on uh, Thanksgiving, Washington it didn't. It, it was closer than it actually. Yeah, was. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Than yeah, the yeah. final score was, but uh, they should win that game. Like, there's there's they're gonna be favored. Maybe by like a touchdown, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, if the Eagles can get some guys back, like, if they get that win, then I'm gonna I'll be back in on the not on like them doing and making any noise in the playoffs. I still don't think they quite have the juice for that. But all you have to do is get there, and if they win next week, I think they're probably gonna win the NFC East.
0: Well, you know, it's I mean more- the
1: Cowboys are are maybe a little tougher than they looked the first like before that first game. Like Amari Cooper, they've worked him in. Uh, Dak mm-hmm. Prescott's playing better. They. But the, I should say they'll be in better position certainly. I and think, then you go, then you go to Dallas, and that game might decide the division in the end.
0: Right. And I think if Jalen Mills is back, if you have Darren Sproles, if you have Sidney Jones, if you have Russell Douglas,
1: mathematics Maddox.
0: Yeah. yeah, like by week fourteen, then you're maybe
1: like, Mike Wallace at some point. I don't oh, know. Oh
0: yeah, hey, I mean, there you go. Come on down. I mean, he Come is on eligible to return. Shelton Gibson
1: doesn't. He's another MIA guy who doesn't exist around yeah, here anymore. Yeah, yeah, Poor
0: guy. But but again, yeah, I think. When you look at how a lot of this stuff's playing out, you have this game at home against the Redskins. And then, from there, you are going to the Cowboys, which isn't really a home-field advantage for them, just based on how the Eagles travel, because there will be a lot of Eagles fans there. I think you're in a really good spot, and then you head to Los Angeles in Week 15, where you're probably going to get slaughtered, and that's expected. And if you can come out with something positive from that, that's terrific. And then you come back, and you face a really tough Texans team, and if Redskins you beat them, on the road, and the Redskins on the road. So,
1: I mean, it might uh, we might be back at the week seventeen mattering again. but again, they have yeah. to show more than they did today, honestly.
0: Right, and you know what? Hopefully, you break the Redskins' will by beating them in in on Monday Night Football, and like they,
1: early, like I want to see them come out in the first quarter and score on their first possession.
0: Right, if you can get up. T- 24 to Even if it's a field six, goal. Even if it's a field good.
1: goal. Like, they have, they have to score in the first. Enough. They can't keep having these first quarters where they just don't do anything. Yeah, I mean. They, they have 21 point. They've been stuck on 21 points for the season for, like, three or four weeks. Um, I, f- I forget what the – I think it's, like, 51 to 21 in the first quarter. They've been shut out in the first quarter nine of 11 games.
0: That's crazy. Like, that's
1: and – and I think one of them was against the Giants when they killed them. So, yeah. it's just, like, that's one thing that, like, that's on the coaching staff more than anybody. And, uh – and yeah, I think that's going to be something Well, I mean, I mean, today it looked like they were going to lose after they started off slowly, so maybe that won't be the decider, but I mean, if they can come out and just kill the Redskins, then all of a sudden you're feeling better. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah.
0: You know what? And how about this? You and I are first year on the beat. We are undefeated against our NJ.com rival slash co Yeah. Two and zero. Oh. Bad
1: in every other way, pretty much. Yeah, well, <laughs> record-wise, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's how it goes. And so
0: that's a good note to close on. Give them your spiel.
1: Give them a spiel. Yeah, we're up. As you guys know, we're on all the podcast apps. Uh, subscribe. Leave us comments. We'll read them all this week. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon.
0: This episode of the No Huddle Show was brought to you by Chevrolet Cadillac of Turnersville, a Penske Automotive dealer. Visit today at the Route 42 location in Turnersville, New Jersey, or online at ChevroletOfTurnersville.com and CadillacOfTurnersville.com.